Okay, we are live episode 135, 135. That's one and a three and a five for anybody who didn't know what that looks like. Kelsey Morera, Morera. Wow, there's a lot happening there. I got to take that in. From Dope is here and Kate Green from Kate Green Design. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. That was just the most like beautiful representation. It was like a interpretive dance of my last name. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited it. here. Um, yeah. We're going to jump right into it. Uh, you have to frame us what it is that you've got going on there. When did it start? And then we'll get into all the fun stuff. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I started Dope in 2017. We are an indulgent dessert brand and our first line is edible and bakeable cookie dough. So certainly most known for that these days. And uh, our biggest kind of underlying component is the mission around it. So trying to break the stigma around mental health and addiction recovery with every purchase. So um, it's my pride and joy. <laughs> People so might have seen you on Shark Tank uh, as of like two weeks ago, as of a week ago, but we're not going to talk about that yet. Um, let's go back. I want to say it's San Francisco born. Shout out Bay Area. Shout out Golden State Warriors. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, area. There was a San Francisco touch there, I believe, yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got sober in Portland, Oregon, and then I was moved down to SF for a new job with Intel. I've been working in tech for 10 years before starting Dope. And I mean, San Francisco is like the most beautiful place to do this kind of stuff because everybody's like buzzing and going about their new idea and their business and all this. And I'm like, I got to get in on this. And I'd been, yeah, just baking a ton in early sobriety. And so found a way to make cookie dough safe to eat and was like, let's freaking do it. So started it in SF. Now, I again, just to give a shout out, I think, was it Pier 39, you had a physical store? Yeah, I started with brick and mortar concepts for the first three years. So we had a store on Pier 39 in SF, which was really cool because I grew up like going there as a kid, you know, I mean, it's an iconic tourist place for California and people all over the globe coming through. And then we opened on the Las Vegas Strip uh, in 2019. And that was what our first Shark Tank airing was about raising funds for that storefront. Um, so yeah, I think of those times fondly, but also like the operational burden of running a physical brick and mortar store is something else. And of course the pandemic shifted things. We're gonna have to touch on brick and mortar versus uh, versus wholesale uh, in a second, but we're gonna, um, let's jump into the first Shark Tank airing. The date of that was when? May 5th, uh, Cinco de Shark, we were calling it May 5th of 2019. Yes. So Mason. I filmed that like September of 18. So I was just over like a year and a half into the business. Okay. And so uh, frame up that you got on Shark Tank, uh, did not get a deal. Uh, of course, you do get all the exposure. You're on national television and one that's watched. Right. Um, give us sort of what occurred after that. I know you can't talk specifics sort of, right? But just sure. frame it to us, those that watch the show, maybe some context for what particularly happened with you. Yeah, so I mean, I went open casting call in San Francisco. Like, I don't know, nobody in show business. I didn't like try and contact a casting director or whatever. I've heard all sorts of crazy stories now, but I literally was like, in a group of a thousand people or whatever in this morning, like going in and I had 90 seconds to shoot my shot and tell them why I'd be an amazing entrepreneur for the show. So I was really happy to get chosen. It's like stupid odds, like, you know, one in 42,000 or something, uh, you know, are going to be, are going to be on there. So um, pretty wild, but went on and I was looking to raise money for my store in Vegas that I wanted to open didn't get a deal, had like amazing accolades from them about my skills as an operator, but they were all like, 
but cookie dough is not healthy. Or like, I can't get behind companies that say, let's eat more. And then ironically, in the following episode, they invested in the fat shack and said like, let's go get fat. And this is like 2000 calorie sandwiches. And I'm over here being like, treat yourself, like have some cookie dough for your mental health. You know, like, it's like, it's life's about balance. You know, I'm a, I eat a lot of cookie dough, but it's not the only thing that I eat. And, you know, I got a good balance with exercises. I know you're a fan of Mark. So um, yeah, it's all about balance. So it was funny that that's kind of the conversation after it. I mean, like you said, being a Shark Tank brand, super helpful. There's been a lot of opportunities and doors that open just from, from that, but um, yeah, found some outside capital and still opened that store in Vegas a few months later, uh, March of 19, um, after we filmed. So a, f- a few things to pull out. First of all, you said, shoot your shot. Thought that was great. Come on. Don't, thank you. Um, uh, second <laughs> thing is Shark Tank. There are so many stories. I think it's because I'm connected to a lot of people. I know people who've been on, I know the stories. I know people who have, who have actually sh- shot the, you know, episode didn't get on. I know what yeah. happens after the show. Like, I know how deals fall apart. I know some really, I, I, I know you I know. I feel like I so. got like the best path through because it was like, went on, knew my shit, super strong on my numbers, didn't get a deal. And it's like, all right, y'all don't like dessert. I had so yes. many people in my inbox and in my DMs and LinkedIn and yes. all this being like, hey, we, we're into dessert. So it was the best case scenario. I, I hate and feel so bad it, for those situations it, where they look like they got a deal, but it fell out and everybody thinks you got a shark on your cap table. It's a television show, people. Show. It's a yeah. television show. Yeah. Hard anyway, um, there yeah. yes, there are some deals that happen and blah blah blah, but it's for entertainment anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's move way past that. Even though you were just aired for a follow-up, which is so amazing, just for the exposure and blah blah blah. But let's now talk about post-closing re- physical retail. People can just get the gist of it. It just sometimes doesn't work. Then you're hit with the pandemic. But let's just put that aside. Talk about your either direct business and or wholesale business. I almost want to bring us all the way, let's say, to 21 or early 22. Frame up what your business looks like today. Yeah, like quick transition for us was like late 2019, my husband joined the business as co-CEO. He's how I got the Moreira last name. Um, And, you know, when we got married and started to realize how complimentary our skill sets were, it's like, let's do this together. So his kind of consulting brain was like, 2020 needs to be the year of focus. Like, let's cut all this BS. Like we're doing a little wholesale, a little catering, a little this pop-ups, like you name it, we were doing it. Like anybody that let me sell cookie dough, I'd be there. And it was like, we got to get focused. So he said, e-commerce is going to be our best channel to focus on outside of the storefronts. Let's build that up. And we went from 30 boxes a month in November of 19 to 3000 a week in April of 20. So the operations and everything just shifted where like, we were way more focused on the money that was coming in from this online business and our struggling storefront by March of 2020 fully shut down. You know, those spring months started to slowly degrade uh, tourism traffic, like February, we really started to see it with the pandemic and Um, Then it became real when we got 12 hours notice that we were no longer going to have access to our storefront. It was in a casino, shutting it down. The last time that the strip went dark was like JFK's assassination and like uh, one day for like the 9-11 attacks, I think was the other time. So just unprecedented is the word everyone used that year. And it really was just batshit crazy is like the right way to put it. I, uh, yeah, we continue to serve the online orders having moved in a 12 hour notice to a commercial kitchen in in Vegas. Um, The business transitioned fully to online and we did 2.5 million of our 2.7 million online in 20 and then 3.9 million um, online in 21 and just fully online as we started 
very late in 21, our rollout into retail and launched at Harmons for the first time. Let me let me let me stop there for a second. Yeah. Um, let's just talk about direct to consumer then, and just let's just do a back and forth right now, right? Hit me. You, you do a few million dollars in in online direct business. That's strictly website. Yeah, I mean, very small amount of Amazon, but mostly dope.com. Let's yeah. just talk about website. You got a lot of traffic, I'm assuming, from multiple you know areas coming, but a lot of it may be still the trailing from Shark Tank, things like that, right? People know who yeah. you are. You're coming up high on searches for cookie dough. Um, is this refrigerated? Is, is This is not shelf stable, correct? Yeah, it, it's shelf stable for two weeks, but it is not a shelf in a UPS truck. So we're shipping cold. We do ice you're, boxes. You're shipping cold. And for those that are watching this, we're talking about direct to consumer. You have to start framing this up in your mind, right? I like visual stuff. I'm like visual, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, so it's just cute. So you have to drop an ice pack in these. And insulation. It's and, quite expensive. Yeah. Insulation, icebox, and the product is frozen uh, at the fulfillment center. And if you don't mind, there's a bag behind you right now. I I, I, I want to, yes, I but I want to, so those are bites, but I want to yeah. uh, say that they come in like pints or they yeah. used to, correct? Yeah, little cups and we have pints as well. How, yeah. how much roughly is an average online sale? $43. $43. Right. So I'm framing this to everybody. Here you go. Here, this is just advice, direct to consumer. Here you go. Um, $43. Were you acquiring customers at that specific time? And then we could talk about now, but just yeah. you framed up a few million dollars in direct sale. Were you acquiring customers? Oh yeah. I mean, we were acquiring customers like left and right with Facebook ads primarily. Uh, Google was a big part of it. I know the shift has just been nuts with iOS 14 and we endured the pains of that through 21. But luckily having 20 with Facebook still basically printing customers for you, you know, it was like put money in, get, you know, three times, like we were an average of like 3.2 ROAS in 20. Um, and it, it was a six ROAS in April of 20. So. She, okay. So she, she's giving everybody information here. So I, I, it's very important because everybody's talk talks and then they're just all over the place. Yeah. So like, this is actual, this just details like specific details that somebody who did it can give you. And then, cause we're about to get into what occurred, but this is important. So again, it's not like you're, you're not spending a million dollars in advertising spend. Yeah. At that Great. We're, we're, we're spending a million dollars in advertising spend. Yeah. It's, here we go. So mm -hmm. I want to do something though. And again, also, so there, you know, it, your, your box actually, because I know your product, I, I think the pint, um, the pint is about how much? 16 ounces. Yeah. yeah 16. And, and, and it's how, how many, what's the cost? Uh, well, we sell them in four packs and we actually, our build your own is the little guys now, but it's like $44.95 for a four pack of pints. Okay. And so people can start visualizing that. I do this on purpose. People put this in mind. Then you're putting in insulation and a little box <laughs> and you got the ice pack, but, 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 so you're, you're, there we go. Okay, good. Yes, so, so box. And, and, and you guys used, uh, you, do you use USPS or do you go do FedEx? A uh, complicated story. We've used Com them all. Okay, we use them all. I love that answer. Um, so I'm just gonna give a number right now. In today's in today's market, that box, if you're shipping, I always call zone ones, going yeah. out zone eight and all that. So basically west coast to east coast. You are spending, you are spending. What can you do that ground even with the ice pack? No, so we have to ship two days. So we had a flat two-day rate. So I highly recommend as you start to get volume, you can go and negotiate with the um, shipping carriers. They are 
really difficult right now because they have more business and they know what to do with and more business than they can even serve on time. So uh, commitments of, you know, refunds, if something's late are gone, like commitments of actually making the days that are listed on your label is gone. And if you have a perishable product, it taking three or four days, like they're likely going to have some melted cookie dough when it shows up, especially in the summer months. So um, it has been challenging, but yeah, we got that at a flat rate, you know, looking um, pretty good for us when it was flat. And now through another carrier we're working with where, um, yeah, varied kind of variable rates, but it's, doable um for everybody else to who, customer. Exactly. for everybody else though you don't have a cold you know a cold pack or the like mm-hmm. yeah, you, you don't need that so you're going to ship mm-hmm. it ground however i'm just giving you numbers in today's market putting that from from cali to, to new york it's it's up there you 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 can't imagine it it's you're talking about 15 dollars 17 it, that's the numbers we're talking about you can start doing the math so this is for people yeah. who are thinking about direct-to-consumer some people are in direct-to-consumer it's an it's a number game in every facet you're crossing every single t and i'm just going to leave a blanket statement (laughs) many people don't know their actual costs associated to their direct-to-consumer business i'm going to go a step further this is going to be just really sorry Many people don't know their costs associated with any part of their business, including wholesale, because they don't understand the trade spend and the like. I'm just saying that because it's just fact. I have have conversations. Now, stop, Mark. Stop it. Stop it. It's okay. It's very important. I think like unit economics are the make or break of a business. And it's even when you have conversations with investors or looking at like what this could become, like it's all coming back to like, does this add up like one-to-one what you're trying to do? And that answer on unit economics will give you how much can you afford to spend on customers? And that changing game we faced through 2021 of like, this isn't reasonable anymore. You know, like does the lifetime value add up to three to four times what you're paying to acquire them? And if the answer is no, find another channel to advertise through. This is great. We we stayed on direct to consumer, and the reason is is because I know the story. Bit. I'm going to let you frame up like uh, this, like the 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 current story in 2022. But because I know your story, there's just good info here. We can t- we can do this on a separate. Maybe we'll do a separate episode yeah. on in, on in your particular instance. What happens with you? What your business looks like direct to consumer? And it doesn't matter whether or not it's, there's an ice pack or not, or in the, it's just we're talking about unity economics and things yeah. like that. And then, of course, the value of the customer, which we haven't even touched really? on yet. That's yeah. for a, that's for the next phase of whether or not you've crossed every T, or T originally yeah. to understand. Oh, wait, I'm burning. I'm burning $24 on every single sale. My first sale, burning 20, burning, meaning you're losing money every single transaction. Well, that's because hopefully you understand the business so well that you understand whether or not the customer comes back to buy more cookie dough. Yeah, I mean, and how frequently and how many times and can you get them in a subscription and can they refer a friend? And yeah, I own the audience has become the most important thing as CPG brand, particularly one focused on D2C, you know, that's been, that's their make or break. And I know some brands who have, you do all these little giveaways and they're doing shared email lists and all this and their lists are just like crap. You know, you don't have anybody who actually wanted to hear from you. Like we've thankfully never signed up for one of those. And we've got over 180,000 emails, 70% engaged in the last 90 days. And like that is impactful for a brand to focus on 
giving people more than just sales, more than just go buy this. Like we talk about the mission, we talk about the story, we share resources, like it's value. Like how can you add value to their lives and make them keep opening your emails? Like a 50% open rate is absolutely bonkers with 180,000 emails, but it's because we don't just talk about our product. So I just encourage brands out there to think about like, what else do you have to share besides all the features and attributes of your delicious product? And then how can you weave those in so that the people are listening when you do need to talk about a sale or a new flavor drop? Buy now gets really annoying to people, folks. Yeah. Buy now. Buy like now. Whole inbox Buy now. Stuff, you know? I, this, this has yeah. been great. We did all, all this on, on this. is Most episodes can go in multiple ways. Here, take the last 30 seconds to just say, what is dope doing right now? Meaning, what does the business look like? You and I will do a follow-up uh, episode. I'll do a special episode. I, I have some ideas and we'll, we'll get into more stuff, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. The value of this was, was about 10 minutes worth of D to C stuff that people are going to extract. So just give yeah. us, what does the business look like today? For sure. I mean, the big growth for us and making dope a household name is all about retail. So it's funny being a brand with like five years of brand awareness, like going up to buyers and trying to get, you know, onto shelves and um, getting this experience of seeing us on shelves where like more consumers have seen, you know, the brand name, but whole new realm of marketing and everything to learn. So yeah, we've just launched at Walmart. Um, that's in California and Nevada. We're at Costco across the entire Texas region. So Texas and some surrounding states, Foxtrot in Dallas, DC and Chicago. Um, we're at New Seasons, we're at Harmon's, um, just a ton of fun stuff on the horizon. We just got accepted into Kroger. So that'll be coming in Q3 of this year, Meyer and Wegman, um, Wegmans as well. So it's just nuts. It's a whole lot happening. Um, a lot of exciting conversations about what's to come end of 22 and 23. And yeah, it's like that cookie dough domination. We're underway. Oh, <laughs> we're I love it. it. Good stuff. I, I'm really excited to hear that too. Um, I'll get your info up. Kate Green. It, it's beautiful background. Kate Green Design, tell us what it's all about. Well, what it's all about is, uh, thanks for this opportunity. I love your energy. My background is primarily, uh, excuse me, primarily branding and packaging. Um, and I'm just going to get right into it and start showing you stuff um, since I don't have a lot of time here. I'll do a share screen. And if anybody wants to interrupt me for any reason, I'm just going to go through it really fast. And if there's time for questions, great. Um, here we go, sharing the screen. So I'll just go quickly. Um, this you'll recognize, redesigned for the Giants. This is one of my early successes out on the West Coast. A full uniform branding redesign. More on that later. This um, is an example of uh, helping a beloved brand scale up for a wider audience and larger market share. Sure, you all know this, a lot of complicated aspects of this with the organic line and the non-organic line doing the differentiation. So for, for these guys, I did a lot of naming, uh, sub-brand naming, flavor naming, all the content, all the kids' content on the back panels, very fun stuff. Anyway, hundreds of SKUs. And then um, actually this was for the same client initially, this was a redesign, you can see the before and the after here for fantastic foods. Um, oh, going back here, uh, I've been really focused on these guys lately. It's a Sonoma County brand called Wild Brine, um, doing quite well. They were just sold actually. Um, <clears throat> I don't have any examples in this particular uh, uh, 
these exhibits of the um, the new brand for Wild Creamery. So they're now doing a whole a line of plant-based and cultured uh, uh, dairy alternatives and dips. Um, we're getting stuff ready for club stores now. This is all their uh, trade show stuff that maybe you've seen. Most recent version shows the introduction of the Wild Creamy. I work really simple. This is like plan view, elevation view. I work extremely efficiently. Um, and then here's a, a redesign of a small artisanal brand because I work for very small brands, very large brands. I've kind of done it all. Here's stuff for Sprint, uh, line extensions for children. <laughs> um, again, lots of food, but not not um, limited to food. Lot, these are private label examples for you know strong concepts with a lot of concepts, uh, you know, really proprietary concepts for a private label. Um, redesigns of favorite brands, Stag Chili, for example. Lots of spirits, beverages for a lot of them for AB InBev. Oops, I jumped around here. Some um, black teas mostly, sports drinks, beers, again, with strong concepts for craft beer market. Dog food, something from the um, United Arab Emirates, frozen corn, spiced corn, big, apparently big over there. So I do a lot of th these examples here show some of my own personal illustration style. Mostly I'm hiring people to do illustration based on the, you know, based on the, uh, the tone of the brand. Um, some of this I do myself. Something that's very near and dear to me is um, uh, organic and natural foods. That's kind of why I first contacted you, Mark. Um, this is actually a joint design. I'm giving people credit here at the bottom. And then the design of this led to the design of this is actually a very cool cert certification program. It's uh, less well known. That's it for the samples. I'll stop sharing unless cool. anybody wants to see something. And um, please feel free to contact me at kategreendesign Kate Green at gmail.com. We put all your info there. I loved all that stuff, by the way. A lot of West Coast loved it. Uh, Kate Green, Kelsey, great seeing you again. Uh, her info is there as well. You guys be well. Have a great rest of the week. All right. Thank you so much, Mark.